Before we begin, we wanted to give you a heads up that this episode contains mature content. So guard the ears of your little ones. This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by K-12 Online Education. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Wow, we have a tough topic tonight. Are you ready? I am ready. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast episode 114, When Your Kid Discovers Porn. Hold on to your hats for this one, people. Yeah, I think there are people who think their kids won't discover porn. You know, that is one of the things we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Build high enough fences and you will protect your kids. Watch the village, people. Go watch the village. No, don't watch the village, people. Oh, no. That's right. Don't watch the village, people. That sounds funny. Watch the village. The movie, The Village. Pause. People. There you go. Yeah. So M. Night Shyamalan's movie, The Village. Uh, Boy, I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but you have to watch it. It is made for homeschoolers. He didn't even know he was making it for homeschoolers. Hey, what's going on in our house this week? It's been a special needs week, Fletch. Wow. I uh, I actually wrote for the first time about being a special needs dad over on the Mango Times blog. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't head there unless you are prepared to read and see things and you don't cry. want to read and see. No, well, I'm kidding. Yeah, so we, we had, um, you know what, um, let's, well, you know what, special needs, but hello, 12-year-olds, don't leave your flipping nail polish out on a <laughs> counter where... Mighty Joe can re- reach it. And big brothers and sisters, put away the stinking Sharpie markers. <laughs> so Okay, but then this must apply to your dad, who should have put away the golf cart, because Mighty Joe got <laughs> no, into that, too. Well, yeah, so here's the deal. Uh, Mighty Joe grabbed my dad's golf cart. He uses it for driving around our, our small property. We don't. We have a couple acres, but it's nothing like we, we don't no, have 30 he's acres. He's elderly, so he has a little golf yeah, cart. Yeah, so he has a golf cart. It has a ladder and his tools and everything <laughs> on that. Well, a couple years ago... Joe hopped in that, I think almost three years ago, he hopped in the golf cart, boom, over the curb, and he drove into the side of our house. And by the time (laughs) Grammy got out there... awesome, because we always let our brain-damaged eight-year-old drive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but by the time (laughs) Grammy got out there, he was gone. He was absolutely gone. So this week... Again, so shame is a part of his conscious. Yeah. Not not knowing that we should put the keys away. Pop up, left the keys, in the ignition and on. So all you have to basically do is just hit the pedal. Mm-hmm. And uh, But hey, you know what? It just happens. Mm-hmm. This time Joe mm-hmm. careened alongside their house and just took a planter clean off. If you want to see a picture, head put over. Put keys away. Yeah, head over to themangotimes.com. <laughs> you can see the blog. Yeah, so special needs week. But then I followed up by taking him up to the California Sierra Nevadas Mm -hmm. for a day of fishing. And, you know, this is something I didn't say to you on the phone, but I need to say to you, and I'll just say it out loud in front of everybody. I really felt bad telling you that it was a perfect day with him because I know you have so many not perfect days. If Mighty Joe were his own person, and I think everybody can relate to this, if you only had one child, can you imagine how easy it would be in terms of 
conflict. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, if you have one child, you're probably thinking it's not that easy and it's not, you have your own hurdles and obstacles, but there's not sibling conflict. (laughs) There's not, you know, all that constant household pushing and pulling and that's mine and I want mom's attention and, you know, car seat battles alone. I don't mean car seat battles, but car battles, where do you 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 sit and stuff? So yeah, I I felt bad saying that because we have friends who have children that are a little bit older and she just told me this week she's assigning a month <laughs> to each of them for each car you know seat in the Position, car because yeah. she's so sick and seat tired position. of listening to them it's, so she's running teenagers. an airline she's running an airline is what she's running it's like <laughs> yeah exactly southwest not like southwest, it's not like southwest no, no, no. first come first serve <laughs> so yeah i felt bad telling you that but we had a great day in the hills and we had two basic rules don't throw rocks and don't talk loud and he, and i didn't even have to tell him again he just did it and he caught fish he caught I don't know, as many fish as we could catch. We brought home four. We had them for dinner tonight. Along with what else, though? Because you were like a cooking queen today. Yeah, so a little uh, old homeschool mom tip here. We do a bunch of freezer cooking the week or two before school starts because, you know, when you switch gears from summer to getting homeschooling pushed back into the whole, (laughs) you know, plan of everything else you're doing, plus um, whatever starts up again in the new year. For us, it's choir and sports and stuff like that. So all of a sudden, where is the time to get dinner on the table um, or breakfast? Breakfast is yeah. really hard for me. I hate breakfast. So um, we spend that time just stocking the freezer full, and we did that. So I had posted a picture about it on Instagram and had a couple of um, blog readers say, please write about this and tell us what your recipes are and that kind of thing, because it's just good to glean, you know, when you have somebody who's used a recipe that you know is tried and true. Because I, I tell you what, everything on Pinterest is the best. <laughs> the greatest, the best meatballs ever, the greatest Rice Krispie squares. That one cracks me up because I'm like, what are the variables? <laughs> Rice Krispies, marshmallows, and butter, basically, right? right? So anyway, um, it's just good to have that. So I am getting that post written um, probably not this Monday. No, in fact, I know not this Monday. I have, a, I have a post going up on Preschoolers in Peace the same day that this episode goes live on Monday, um, all about our the best, <laughs> there you go, school supplies... Um, or the ones that have really made our homeschooling oh, awesome. a little more streamlined, easier. Because, you know, when you have broken leads all the time, it drives you crazy. I know. So that's on Monday. And then toward the end of the week and on the Preschoolers and Peace blog, there will be that freezer cooking, back-to-school freezer cooking. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we're going to get started with this episode. We uh, sat down with um, Barrett and Jennifer Johnson uh, to talk. Actually, I sat down with them. So yes, we're going to you get your opinion here in just a minute. But we need to listen to our new sponsor, uh, K12. And I want to tell you, um, I love having sponsors. I love having listeners that go over to Patreon and support us. Let me tell you, uh, it looks like we are going to be purchasing a new router. (laughs) Uh, As we're sitting down tonight to record this episode, I don't have connectivity with my computer to our router. And I've had it every other day of my computer and router's life. So I think the router's dying. Okay. And it's these kind of purchases that having um, friends over at Patreon support us. It just I just know we have the money there to purchase a new router. And I'm thinking of The Circle. Do you know about The Circle from Disney? Uh, yes, I am so interested I, in that. I am too. So we'll report back on this. Okay. Um, but I think that's what we're going to head to. So, hey, if you're a sponsor, thank you so much. Know that you're really, truly partnering with us this week. But before then, let's just take a quick moment and uh, thank our sponsor. K-12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant. So to prepare them for college and success beyond high school, they deserve an education designed for them. 
Learn more at k12.com slash listen for more information about enrolling. You know, a child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious. We got one of those. Others are inventive. We've got one of those. And others are analytical. We even have one of those. You know, with eight kids, we have one of everything, probably. So here's the part I love. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free, online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to fine colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed. Are you interested in becoming part of the community of families who have succeeded with a tuition-free online K-12 education? K-12 welcomes students for grades K through 12. Visit k12.com slash listen or call 855-628-9529 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com slash listen or call 855-628-9529. We did not make this decision. We could never again call ourselves innocent. And that, in the end, is what we have protected here. Innocence! That I'm not ready to give up. You know what that was from, Kench? Yes. That was from The Village by M. Night Shyamalan. Again, I'm encouraging our listeners, if you haven't seen it, it looks like a scary movie. It is a scary movie. Well, but all of his movies tend to make you think they're going to be scary, and then there's a logical explanation. Yeah, to them but at that the one end. does yeah. seem scary, and it's yeah, frightful. Yeah. So don't watch it with your kids thinking, "Hey, Fletch and Kendra recommended it." Although I made my teenagers watch it with me, and our one daughter, who's you know always like wondering whether she should trust me on movies, said, "Oh, I don't know if I should watch this," and, and ended up loving it. Yeah, um, we put that in there because this episode is called. Um, when your kid discovers porn, I think the emphasis here is when we should put that in like all caps, right? On the episode title. I know we'd all like to think that we can keep them from it if they don't have a phone or a game boy, game boy. See, I said that. I know I said that my nine year old's like, what's that game boy? Oh yeah. Yeah. I just aged myself. I don't know if you can actually find porn using pong okay but here's the thing when our older boys were that age they had they were game our boys didn't have them but that's what it was right it was game Game boy so we you know come on yeah we we um anyways but you can you can you can find uh the internet through all of that stuff i don't know if every parent understands that well that it isn't just through your computer it isn't just through your smartphone yeah that kids can find it um through a kindle this is a perfect night to be talking about getting a new router and going down this this circle path, mm-hmm. you know, this idea of circle. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people out. You don't have to send me all your information. I, yeah. I already know. We, we about know the it. other ones. John, too. John Wilkerson's yep. been really good about kind of showing us, but he he promoted this one. But it's the issue of when, because yes. you can put up every fence around your house. Yes, you can protect your home, but there are going to be times when they're at school or at church. Mm-hmm. Remember the kids <laughs> huddled around the kids' iPhone at church. Mm-hmm. And he was showing them mm-hmm. inappropriate pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, young men that came to my Bible study that was a purity Bible study were, <laughs> I can remember one night looking on one guy's phones at pictures of Megan Fox in a bikini. Like that was a yeah. big night in our boys' lives. I'm pretty sure that we've told this story on the podcast before, but just in case, there's the time you loaded the boys into the truck to go to the dump and, you know, and take a yeah. big 
I don't know, what was it, wood and yeah, you know, big, whatever. You guys load. were going to the... Father <laughs> Sunday, going out to work. This right. is what every like traditional homeschool family loves. Kids go with dad and dad shows them the ropes. Yeah. yeah. I and get then... to the, the dump and I have one of the kids go... I went back and opened up the truck because we had a dumping trailer. And there on the ground was just piles of what I like to refer to as gynecological porn. Like <laughs> they left nothing to the imagination. Yeah. Your kids would have seen it all. And I just said, I felt justified dumping garbage on it. <laughs> yeah. But had, you know, had the boys bounded out of the truck. Like we would, like I would have done yeah. every other time I was there. Right. Just not this time. Yeah. And we all know in the line at the grocery store, I'm sorry, but Cosmo has pornographic images on the cover. Yeah. Not of even their the images, magazines. the words. The words that, yeah, we all know this. Um, I, I love to turn those around backwards. <laughs> Yeah. I'm standing in line. I'm sure the retailers Good. love me for it. Good. But um, anyway, well, you know, I, we talked just... to that friend last week. Um, we were at a we were at a dinner party with mm-hmm. a group of people, and yeah. one of the young men was a uh, it was an ex German Baptist, which if that's a, a um, group, branch of Mennonite, a, yeah, yeah, branch of Mennonite within our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also found a bunch of them when we went to Indiana, yep, in Ohio, yep, yep. Um, and so we have a lot of listeners who are German Baptists or ex German Baptists. And he, what did he tell us? He said. Oh, the canals. That's where German Baptist boys would find porn because mm-hmm. apparently people would dump it in the canals. Mm-hmm. So when they were walking down dried canal beds, they knew where that's and, where to look. Yeah, if he just said that's where we would oh, yeah. we would find it. So yeah. it's the issue of when. Mm-hmm. And we're entering into a tough topic and we're going to talk about it straightforward. I did with um with Barrett and Jennifer. I sat down with them. They're our favorite um, people to talk to about go to people about yeah. sex. You know why? Because they <laughs> right. just go into it. They do not pull punches on this conversation. They walk right in, use real terms, talk about real issues. Uh, they don't pretend it's not there. They've homeschooled, yeah. Uh, so they understand kind of the whole discussion we're having. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled them in and said, "Hey, let's talk about this." Um, you were not there. No, you were picking up Zacon chicken, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was <laughs> for for today's cooking, right? Uh, it was actually ground beef, but oh. yes, very good. Oh, that's Thank right. You. It was yes. ground beef. I Look remember. up Zacon if you don't know what Zacon is. But. So yeah, so we can't, we missed Kendra. We just, I had to book the time the night we did it. So let's head to that interview and then we'll come back and wrap up the show. All right. So I am super excited to be here this time without Kendra, uh, but with uh, Barrett and Jennifer Johnson to talk about our favorite topic uh, that we, we we need to bring you guys on for something other than sex one time. It seems like that you're our go-to people. But thank you so much uh, for joining the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast uh, to talk about this subject one more time. Yeah, we love being here. Uh, yeah, one day we talk about, I don't know, reading skills or <laughs> fonts or... Reading you know, comprehension. Yeah, we yeah. can do that one day. But no, this is more fun for us. The topic we have today is when your son stumbles upon porn. But we're going to take this a couple different angles with you. The first is... You know, you found out that your maybe your little one stumbled into pornography, uh, and then I want to kind of take that conversation from there into the son that is kind of steeped, didn't just stumble, but you found that he is kind of parked. He's not driving through. Um, so first off, maybe let's go down this this idea that you know you're you're doing everything and your kid stumbles into porn. Um, all right, what should you do? I think the f- first thing we tell parents is absolutely don't don't freak out. And the temptation, of course, is to freak out. My child is innocent. They've seen this, that, or the other. And, of course, there's all kinds of explicit things to encounter online these days. But if, as a parent, you freak out, then then they're going to see you as someone who's gonna, always going to freak out. And I can't tell mom or dad about this, or I can't be transparent with mom and dad. So uh, I think 
the, the keeping calm is critical in there at the beginning steps. Now, hopefully, here's maybe backing up a little bit. Uh, we, we tell parents, we talk to them about introducing your kids to sex and issues of sexuality. We tell them that you want your kids to encounter or hear about stuff from you before they hear about it from somebody else. That's one driving principle. As a parent, you want to introduce stuff to your kids. That goes for the birds and the bees talk, but I think it even also goes for what they might encounter online. So I think a wise parent, even with a parent with young children, very young children, has already prepared their kids for, hey, by the way, you might encounter some things on the computer, in the world, maybe even on a billboard for Hooters. You're going to see things that are not for you to see, that you need to guard your eyes from or bounce your eyes away from. And you need to be aware that you might encounter something and your mom and I, your dad and I are a very safe place for you to talk about that. So if you do encounter something online, we want you to come to us with it. You're not going to be in trouble. Uh, you're not going to be punished, but we want to know about it so we can help you understand it, help you avoid it, and, and point you in a better direction. And so that's kind of the, the advanced work that every parent needs to do at the front end. Now, I remember we talked last time about this. Um, just for kicks and giggles, what ages are you having that conversation? You know, I know our listeners are saying, yeah, I talk to my teenage boys about that all the time. But, but you're actually advocating, if I remember in the book, The Talks, that it's a much younger age. Is it as soon as they're online, as soon as they have access to grandma and grandpa's computer or cell phones? Or you know, what ages are we talking yeah, we, we're talking as soon, actually, as you tell them about the birds and bees, and that age needs to be determined according to the world they're living in and what they are exposed to and just readying them for they understand sex, they understand that um, this is going to come at me possibly. And, I mean, Barrett, in his first talk with the boys and my first talk with our daughters, is the birds and bees, and then and then you guys, I hate to have to tell you this, but there is a whole industry out there making money and um, drawing people into looking at people doing this on TV, on the internet, and it's not an if you see it, it's when you see it. You will yeah. see it. We want to help you know how to face it and how to feel about it, and so we tell them as soon as we possibly can. No, and even before that too, before the birds and bees talk, it could be. Um, you need to talk about what you might see online, someone with their clothes off. You, you, you can explain that and talk about that with a six-year-old long before you, you talk about you know, what mommies and daddies do to make babies. Right. Um, there's, a, there's a great resource we've fallen in love with in recent days called uh, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. It's a picture book for small kids, and it, some, a parent and a child can read together to talk about what you might see on the internet. It's a great resource that you can talk and use with a young child, but even before the birds and the bees. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's a good one for our listeners because I know uh, this actual question came in from a listener who said, you know, what should I do when my, when my son stumbles upon porn? Uh, but it's this idea of stumbling upon porn also that, you know, when we're talking filtering. So um, homeschoolers love to put up fences. I mean, a, a lot of people, that's why they're homeschooling because they don't like you know, what their kids are going to get exposed to in the public school system. So, hey, let's bring them inside this yard. Let's put up a big fence. Um, Barrett and Jennifer, can we build a big enough fence for porn in 2016? No, there, there is no magic button or switch you can throw for everything that comes in technological home that will shut everything down. It's just 
too prolific. There's too much stuff out there. There's too many avenues for it to come through. Now, again, parents and families need to put those safeguards in place. You need to have software on your computers and your, your smartphones. You, you need to have, we love a device called Circle now, which is hardware that serves as a gatekeeper to your entire family's uh, Wi-Fi and internet use. Those tools are great and you need to use them. But, but don't make the mistake of thinking we have the filters, therefore we don't need to talk about this. Um, right. Again, we have a story. We Someone on our board of our ministry um, that we're comfortable sharing with because they've told us we can. Yeah. One of our close friends had a daughter in fifth grade who had just gotten on cell phones and with the Internet and gone to Instagram and realized that there are videos on Instagram and stumbled upon a pornographic Instagram and that led to another one and another one and another one. And she just was bombarded for weeks and weeks and weeks with the most explicit things on known to man. Again, Instagram is – they're supposed to police themselves. They're supposed to have things in place. But again, everything sneaks through. It, it, it can sneak through. And so have the filters. most certainly important. It's wise to do that. But don't think that's going to block everything. You've got to keep on having the conversations. More important than – I think when we set filters up, and, and, and block every, or try to block everything, especially our older kids, we're losing or missing out on an opportunity to teach our kids how to use wisdom with that thing. And of course, the internet's true for that as well. And so certainly put filters in place, but you've got to keep on talking about wisdom, perspective, how we, how we view the people that are caught up in this industry, why we have sympathy for them and why we pray for them and, and why they're taken advantage of and also a part of the sex trade industry, all those different things to give our kids a viewpoint or perspective of Anyone who put, take their clothes off on uh, the computer or on, on pictures or on videos, it, it's something we should, we should, we should uh, have compassion for, um, not uh, be a consumer of, if you will. So there's the education part of that goes along with it. It's, so again, back to Jennifer's mentioning, um, our first Birds and the Beast talk, I, I, within five minutes I was saying, it's out there. You're going to see it. I'm telling you, son, it will mess you and your heart, your life, and your relationships. I think I can say this because we homeschooled and we have five children. Our oldest is married and has two children. We have two grandchildren. Then we have two in college, one in high school, and then we have a daughter God gave to us through adoption that's in third grade. So we homeschooled all those first four children and we have watched them and their friends um, their circle of influences that were also homeschooled. And I feel like a large majority of those homeschool kids have gotten picked off. Um, we have a couple who have been picked off by older homosexual um, predators in college. And suddenly they're homosexual in a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. All the way to kids who grew up with my kids who said, hey, my mom won't talk to me about this. So will you go ask your mom this, this and this? I so desperately have a heart for homeschool kids to just be educated by their parents, to have a free, uh, loving, warm conversation that goes on and on and on about all these issues and that we don't, um, don't think for some reason yeah. this isn't going to happen to my family because we homeschool and I'll, we I'll are. put our heads in the sand regarding these issues. The, the, the industry and the, the avenues are so widespread. Again, for, a, for a, a, one of your listeners to say, hey, my son stumbled onto pornography. My response to that is, well, duh, every one of our kids is going to stumble on a pornography. Yeah, yeah. It's so commonplace. It's just not freaking out, putting the safeguards, and then having meaningful, ongoing conversations about why this is yeah. not a good thing for them. And again, I think if, if a kid is, is, um, 
has in that than we, we talk about. I think it's almost like you need to shift gears, though, and talk about what about a son or a daughter even who you know are watching it or looking at it all the time. You discover a history of a computer, and they've been looking at it for months and months. That's a whole different scenario than a stumble onto. Yeah, so I was thinking, you know, when I was a kid, um, for for me to get involved in pornography, I had to do, I had to, you know, cross a lot of bridges. You know, had, had to, to work. Had to get over to the other side of town. Had to find because I wasn't going to look on my side of town. Had to get to a liquor store or something like that where I could get um, pornography and then sneak in. You know, buy something under the cover of darkness. It felt like. Whereas now, uh, you could be in the back row of your church in the middle of a sermon with a smartphone looking up pornography. So when we think now about how easy it is to fall into that trap and moving beyond the kid who stumbled, um, in that situation, um, you know, I, we've seen this happen. We've seen this happen with homeschoolers who then, oh, it is time to double down on the scripture memory. It is time to, uh, you know, beat this kid into submission through behavior. And, and mm-hmm. I want to throw this idea out to you. We talk a lot about hope shifting on homeschooling in real life. And I think that's a great opportunity to bring the gospel into the situation and say, here is, let's just pretend it's a woman, you know, you're looking at pornography with women. Here's a woman who is trying to find her acceptance and her security by performing this pornography posing. And here's a man who's trying to find security and acceptance by looking at it. You know, we're both hope shifting in this situation. Um, thoughts on that or, or responses to that? The ugly depravity of our sin, and in this example, maybe a 15-year-old or a 17-year-old boy or even girl who's looking at pornography uh, often, I think that's an awesome chance to apply the gospel. I think, I think when we get to our worst point like that, we begin a taste of our depravity. We, we, we're aware of our sin, our rebellion against God. That's the perfect time to bring the amazing grace of the gospel into play. Um, and I, I think seen them born and raised in Christian homes, like we always say, and, and raised the right way and in church and taught the right things, and, and even them making a decision to follow Christ at a very young age, like many of our kids do. But for a couple of our kids, there, was a, there had to be almost a, a key trigger moment where they uh, realized the depravity of their heart. They realized the, the capability of their sinfulness, and it from made them from, from an error, a mistake, or a, a major sin that made them desperate for the grace of Jesus Christ, that made them realize, oh my goodness, this is what I'm capable of. I am so in need of forgiveness, and I am so in need of repentance. So I, I would not wish horrible sin on anybody, of course, but I do know that when there is horrible sin in our lives, it is a great chance to say, God's extravagant, amazing grace can apply here. Let's allow him now to restore us to what we need to be. Yeah. So I think yeah. even the, the don't freak out moments that I said about when you see sport. Even in the restoration process, someone who's caught up in the snares of addictive sin, don't freak out. It's a chance to apply the gospel. I wish so badly an older woman had almost said to me, Jen, there's no way to just guard and protect all the time. You need to ready yourself that your kids are going to make mistakes and it's going to be okay. (laughs) You know, I know my kids are going to make mistakes. My prayer is that their mistakes aren't irreconcilable, but our kids have made, like Barrett's saying, some mistakes that I cringe and break out into sweat and I'm horrified thinking about, but I want to drop to my knees before a holy God thanking him that he is sovereign over it and it was a part of his will and he drew my children to himself through it. But there's going to be a journey in the middle of all that and that's but, but walk in that journey and, and see what God does. 
you know, getting back to this question, we have a, a young man who or, or child that stumbled into porn and is stuck there. Um, do you have any suggestions for kind of processing them through that and back out of it? I think, again, with the, with the one-time offender, you can just talk about this isn't God's design. We're going to put safeguards in place, and we're going to do our best to avoid this because it's not good for us. That's an easy conversation because probably that kid's a first-time offender. He, he probably has got saucers as big as you know, eyes as big as saucers. And is like, I can't believe it's out there. I think at that point, it's all about let's let's give a perspective of this. It's not good. It's dangerous. Here's how we pray for these people. Let's avoid it. the The issue of someone when you find out your son or your daughter even is is uh, is addicted, is looking at it all the time, and is caught up in this and snared. I think um, the restoration process, of course, begins with repentance and in your relationship with God and, and being humble and broken before him, renewing your mind with truth. But there's two other elements, uh, I think, of the restoration or the, the healing process, the overcoming process, that, that we, can't, uh, we can't minimize. There's three parts of it. There's the, the spiritual part. There's the community part. There, there needs to be – there's this great value in community in uh, moving past it's just the, the, the beauty of the support group or the 12-step program or whatever that is, they've learned that when people are together talking about common problems, common struggles, that there's, there's, there's community in that that builds you up, holds you accountable, and moves you towards a better place. It, it brings it into light on a regular basis, and that's necessary. The third piece, though, that no one ever talks about is, is the retraining your brain. If someone's been um, looking at porn for two months or two years, there's, there's an addiction. There's a... There's a dopamine rush. There's a, uh, a brain wiring that's been uh, built there that's hard to break from. That's the power of an addiction. And we love a little, a little iPhone app we've discovered uh, called Brain Buddy. Anybody tells me they're addicted to porn and want to get off of it, I say, hey, spiritual life, community. But then I say, download this app called Brain Buddy. Stupidest name in the world, but it's an effective little tool that's designed to help retrain your brain Stop looking at porn and start doing better things with your life and your energy and, and all those different things. There's like a monthly service fee for it. We get no money from it. We just think it's a good tool. Uh, just go search on your iPhone app store or your Android app store for Brain Buddy. That's awesome. That, those are great resources. And I forgot to even talk about uh, – I remember you telling us a couple months ago, um, and it was either on your blog or we talked about it, that they've studied the brain – uh, and it's and it's uh, appetite towards actual drug addiction like heroin, and addiction towards porn, and that porn was worse. Like the yeah. areas of the brain lit up even worse mm-hmm. with the addiction. Yeah. They say it's they say it's kind of like a one-two punch. It's like a cocaine, uh, heroin one-two punch. Uh, one for the stimulant, the upper, and then one for the downer. Um, uh, so it's kind of a one-two punch that can be very very. Very, very addictive. All right. So lastly, one last question for you. We've been talking about this mythical homeschool teenage boy. Uh, and so parents are running to, you know, put filters on their son's iPhones and Android devices and computers and Xboxes and gaming systems um, and maybe the whole network using Circle. Uh, but is it only the boys we need to worry about? No, and this is what I have come to realize after discipling hundreds and hundreds of newlywed girls that have just graduated from college, married their Prince Charming, and I've been in relationship with them deep enough to them to confide in me, you know, Jen, I am having a struggle with pornography. It's not my husband, it's me. Um, that was really a surprise to me, and um, on our website, we are going to have um, 
the testimony of one of my kids' friends. They are juniors, juniors in college. And this precious girl said that we could share her blog on our website, but she just shares her testimony of getting hooked onto porn when she was 16 years old. Someone showed it to her, introduced her to it, and she has fought and won, I guess, her addiction with porn that started at 16, and they are all about to turn 21. So it's been a long story, and, and I'm grateful a, for her honesty. Yeah, great kid from a great Christian homeschool family. Uh, she's a, a girl that is just like many of our daughters listening to your podcast, and she just got caught up in it. And so uh, parents who think this is a boyish only um, are naive. We've got to realize that this is affecting more and more girls statistically. And so Many of the same things you do with your boys, you've got to now do with your girls. Same tough conversations, same, but be willing to walk into them. Or as a past listener, uh, Chris Oneth, uh, he's a marriage and family counselor. He has suggested you run into the burning building it, yeah. to, to put out the fire. You have to go in and have – you can't turtle and, and bury your head for these. You've got to uh, go in and have these conversations. Um, hurlers, you know exactly why we love to have Barrett and Jennifer on because they're willing to have these conversations out loud with us. Uh, Hey guys, if they want, if our listeners want to find you online, can you remind them once again, where to find you? Well, again, uh, we, uh, exist over at infoforfamilies.com. I N F O F O R families.com. Remember Fletch info is an acronym for imperfect normal families only. And, uh, we just, uh, realize that we're all, in this together, looking for God's very, very best as we do family life. And so we resource and blog over there. And, of course, our book, The Talks, is kind of the uh, one-stop shopping guide to help your kids uh, navigate our hypersexualized culture with wisdom. And so that's a resource. Love you to check out. You can find it on our website or on Amazon. And, and it's awesome. We, we just about nine months ago released a six-part DVD series called The Talks. And it's uh, just kind of a Bible study or family-centered guide that a, a small group at a church or a Bible study class can go through together, watch the videos. We have a study guide as well that's designed to just give you a strategy uh, for basically helping your kids get to their wedding day with as little baggage and heartbreak and pain as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to be flawless in that. Uh, this is a rough world out there. And our kids are going to encounter a lot of stuff. But uh, parents have got to be courageous and fearless to step into these tough conversations. And so we want to just resource families to do that very thing. Infoforfamilies.com is where it all is. Hey, thank you again for being on this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life. Uh, We love you guys. And uh, listeners, you need to go check them out. All that info will be in our show notes. So thanks for being with us today. Our pleasure. Thank you. All right, you're still here with me, right, Kendra? I'm still here. And, uh, you know, we've had each of our kids, uh, at least our boys. Mm -hmm. I don't know, have the girls stumbled into porn? Uh, Not through the back door, but, you know, have been exposed in one way or another. Yeah. Um, and here's the, the thing that I think is so hard. Yeah. And I think it's shocking for some of us to, to realize that our daughters find it too. Did I even ask you that question? Right. Or that they are drawn to it and that it becomes part of their lives as well. And that's that part of the interview that just blew my mind away Mm -hmm. that, you know, Jennifer's dealing with young women regularly that are now addicted Yes, in the 18 to 24 year old mm-hmm. realm and it just that's shocking yeah sad mm-hmm. and uh you know just one more thing we've got to deal with and it's just so available like we said so you know yeah. it is it is a matter of when and, and let's arm ourselves and let's arm our kids yeah that sounds 
like the best advice that we could be is being proactive. And that's exactly what came out of this interview. Um, I think we weren't prepared for it. No, when, not at all. When we were, you know, parenting initially mm-hmm. back, you know, boy, almost 15 years ago yeah, now. And part of it is you and I weren't raised in a generation that had that electronic access yet. Like oh. I think a lot of young parents now, you know, 20, 30 something parents right, with exactly. younger kids, they were... They were exposed to it that way in high school or whatever. But you and I weren't. We're that old. Yeah. <laughs> and so it shocked us. It, yeah. it took us by surprise. So listeners, we hope that this was an episode that um, at least caused you to sit up, pay a little better attention, and um, just be aware of, again, one more thing we need to do as parents. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we love to go into these tough tough topics, and uh, we hope that it was done well and appropriately for you and your family. Now, we're not getting any easier next week. <laughs> uh, next week, we're responding to a request that came in from a listener. And uh, this is a doozy. Um, she she basically said, hey, thanks for all you do at Homeschooling in Real Life and telling us how to have these conversations with our kids. You know, uh, essentially what she said is we were you. We were the conservative homeschool family yeah. who were afraid to talk to our children. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Our daughter got pregnant. And then when she got pregnant, they were ostracized from their community. At least that's, you know, her response. Like, man, we were, we were just persona non grata. Mm-hmm. And we woke up to the legalism we used to preach. I loved that line in her letter. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, hey, thank you for what you've been doing. You need to do the do more. But we realized we didn't know how to talk about sex as a couple. Mm-hmm. So I know this is a homeschooling in real life podcast. It was a request from a listener. We actually think it's a really good request. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe not how to homeschool, but um, husbands and wives, how to have the conversation. So next week's a tough one. And uh, you got to join us on that interview because we sat down again with Barrett and Jennifer. (laughs) And uh, you were able to take part in that conversation. And again, I think you're going to want to cover your little one's ears, but it was a really good conversation. And I think we're going to um, help a lot of couples that might struggle with, I don't know how to talk about this out loud. Yeah. And, and let's pull the gospel into it and that's, shed some light on everything. It's a good one. So that's next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to talk to us or if you want to ask questions or if you want to give us your opinions, um, what are the ways? Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL or on Twitter at homeschool IRL. You can send us an email to info at homeschooling IRL.com. And again, like I said, we, we love our sponsors, so you can head on over to patreon.com slash homeschoolingirl to learn how to really support us financially. That would be great. But of course, uh, you could go over to k12.com. Just clicking through the links on your smartphone, on the episode posts, just click through, check it out, see if it's for you. If it's not, you've already supported us just by clicking through. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. That's what you can do. So thanks to K12 for supporting this podcast episode. We really appreciate uh, your partnering with us. In the meantime, we have another great show coming up next week. We will talk to you then. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschooling.com. IRL.com.